You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, animal advocate, writer, and human companion to Max A. Pooch, canine crusader for animals and the environment. Max and I thank you for joining us, and we dedicate this episode as we dedicate every episode to those amazing people who work to save the lives and or improve conditions of companion, domestic, or wild animals. Today, our guest is Kathy Tarchioni, owner of Picture of a Moment Pet Productions, LLC, and creator of the recently launched Canine Community Reporter website. Ever since she can remember, Kathy has been an animal lover. Early in her career, she spent five years as executive director, animal shelter manager at Save a Pet in Palatine, Illinois. Today, despite her busy career, she still volunteers at local shelters. We'll meet Kathy in a moment and learn more about her involvement and what she's been doing as an advocate for animals, what Canine Community Reporters is, and what she plans to do with some of the proceeds and more. But first, we want to take a break so the folks who help bring you Max A. Pooch's awesome animal advocates can bring you these important messages. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Join the dog ring revolution. If you love your dog and want to take them everywhere you go, now you can with Dog Ring. Dog Ring is a hands-free way to include your dog in more activities and give you the freedom to take your dog almost anywhere. It's a safe and easy way to secure your dog. It clips around trees, posts, and poles in seconds. It's lightweight, portable, and strong. It has a free sliding leash which allows your dog to run around without getting tangled up. Perfect for parks, picnics, barbecues, camping, lounging outside, and furry fun adventures everywhere. Now you can be part of the Dog Ring Revolution. Visit thedogring.com and sign up for our Kickstarter campaign. Registration is now open. Go to thedogring.com. That's thedogring.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates. I'm your host, Keith Sanderson, and our guest today is Kathy Tarchioni from Harrison, Arkansas, and founder of Canine Community Reporters. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm anxious to have everyone know about what we're doing, so thanks for inviting us. Well, you're welcome. We're really, really interested in hearing what you're up to. You know, as an advocate for animals, what's your involvement been over the years? Well, without giving my age away, ah, I'll give it away. I'm 67, and over the last uh, 45 years, I've really dedicated myself to working with shelters. I'm a pet photographer for a number of them, created a number of marketing programs, blogs, rescue blogs, and um, actually, I've been, I think you already mentioned that, I was the uh, shelter manager and director for Save-A-Pet in Palatine, Illinois. Actually, we were 
responsible for raising a great deal of money. I received a humanitarian award for raising a great deal of money to uh, develop a new shelter for them. So I was pretty excited about that. But I've always been a foster home dog trainer, fundraiser, contributor, article contributor, and again, with um, marketing programs. That's my specialty, creating marketing programs to uh, reduce the overpopulation of uh, pets in the world. Speaking of uh, overpopulation, why do you think so many dogs and cats are still euthanized each year, Kathy? Well, if anyone has a good home or they have love and they have respect that they can offer, we really beg them to go to a shelter and get their animals. Unfortunately, many of them go to a breeder or a puppy mill or or something like that. And, And the problem is that we believe people don't really understand the animal. So when they don't understand them, and they particularly if they get them from a shelter, they have a misconception about a shelter. So they find fault with an animal. It's either returned or they don't understand what the animal is trying to say. So our marketing program was designed to help address this and um, reduce the overpopulation. I was just reading in the Chicago Tribune about a problem in Detroit about the uh, packs of dogs that are just running because their uh, owners were either evicted from their homes or abandoned their homes and left animals behind. And it seems to be they even uh, stopped uh, postal service in some parts of Detroit this summer because of that. You know, it seems to be a really big problem up there. Well, I can certainly imagine it's almost like a canine gang because they're out of control. There's nobody there to take care of them and to help them. So they're running amok. You're right. There's one account in the article I read where the um, animal control person went down to the basement, which was flooded because scavengers had taken all the copper piping out. So the water was running. It was a hot day and there were dogs down there using it as a swimming pool. They're opportunistic, I guess. Well, you know, let's look at it from the dog's viewpoint. If we as humans were a dog and our homes were taken away from us, our parents were taken away from us, the only life that we knew with those parents were taken away and we became homeless, there is a tendency to be in a desperation mode. And that's exactly where they're at right now. Anything they can grab onto, they're going to grab onto it. And any socialization skills that they had previously, now they've gone to the wind because they're trying to build some kind of a new life for themselves because they have no other alternative. And the way to do that is to form a pack. And that pack has a different agenda than it would be under a domestic environment. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So instead of going from a family, which is a pack, they're going back to uh, what the agenda is of the packs for survival. Exactly. Very interesting. Hey, now, I'm sure you've adopted cats or dogs, and what's the outcome been with you? I've always had great success. Actually, when I was at uh, Save-A-Pet, I was the one that took all the dogs that I felt were not going to be adoptable. They were either incontinent or they uh, bit or they were blind or too old. So I ended up with 11 cats and 14 dogs. I lived on the property. So it was kind of crowded on my bed, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) But through the years, I've always taken in the strays, uh, particularly ones I started out being a foster parent and lo and behold I ended up always having a dog or a cat even horses 
Wow, even horses. I oh, huh? I hope they uh, <laughs> you found some stable for them. Well, I had a big enough home that I could have them on my uh, acreage, so that was great. That's not how it is today, but during that time it was. Well, that's really, really good. You know, that must have been great preparation for what you're trying to do now because Kathy has launched Canine Community Reporters, CCR for short, and when we return from a word from our sponsor, she'll share with us the concept of Canine Community Reporters. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi. I'm Keith Sanderson, your host, welcoming you back to Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates and our guest, Kathy, who is one of Max A. Pooch's favorite awesome animal advocates. Kathy, can you explain the concept of canine community reporters to our audience? It's much more than about dogs and reporters. It's about saving our pets. It's a marketing plan that has been designed 
to bring an awareness to people that pets are smart. And they've been teaching us how to act for years as humans. We just didn't know it. (laughs) So with the news coming from a dog's perspective, we believe it will enlighten the readers to see the world through the eyes of of a pet, which is different than how we as humans view it. For instance, if we have pain, a dog sees us as wanting to give us comfort and compassion. And a dog will be aware of what we need. Did you ever notice that when somebody is dying or sick or whatever, a dog will come and come by your side because they're there to give you that help? Well, we found that they need a voice. And what better way to give them a voice than to let them report the news from their perspective? Now, granted, the dogs are really the pet parents. But this is forcing the pet parents, meaning you too, Keith, because Max A. Pooch is a a canine community reporter. When you report, you report from Max's viewpoint because now you've become very sensitized to how Max views, how he sees the world through his eyes. And this is our goal. To be able to see the world from a funny standpoint, from a sad standpoint, and also from um, an educational standpoint. So we have everything from canine cooking. We have chefs that are cooks and they're teaching the humans how to feed a dog the healthy way. And we also have Rainbow Bridge where Mandy... She's my one of my dogs that had passed away last year. She's a canine community reporter from heaven, and she reports on helping other pets that have passed away cross over Rainbow Bridge. Her first one that she took over Rainbow Bridge was Scout, and Scout is the son of Arlene Klein. Arlene Klein is one of our pet parents for one of the canine community reporters. So now she has Nala, and Nala is a cat, and we put Nala in a hat with Scout on top of the hat, so Scout actually reports to Nala about what's going on to the pets that have passed in Rainbow Bridge. So actually, although Nala is a cat, she's really communicating with Scout in Heaven. And those are just some of the the marketing ways that we're interested in teaching people that they don't have to grieve, they can be happy, they can enjoy, and this is our effort to help bring the humans to understand what their canines are thinking. Interesting. If you um, visit the site, you'll see the dogs with the the appropriate dress. Max, when he's the environmental canine reporter, is garbed and he has a red um, hard hat and a yellow safety vest. And um, his point of view is typically from a dog. He'll say things like, you know, humans don't like what we leave behind, but at least that disappears. Let's see how quick a plastic bottle leaves the earth. But tell us about the anchor, Charlie. Now, who's Charlie? Well, I just mentioned that Mandy had passed away, and she originally was our canine community reporter. By the way, it's taken about three years to put this entire project together. And Mandy was positioned as the canine reporter, but when she passed away, all of our marketing materials were geared towards her being a canine reporter. So that's when we decided to make her a canine community reporter from heaven. 
I do a lot of work with the Ozark Humane Society, and I'm the pet photographer, so they contacted me and said, well, we've got a foster dog. We know you just lost Mandy. Why don't you come and take a look? And this was like a couple days after she passed, and having lost dogs before, I knew the best thing to do was to get a foster dog. So I went to the Humane Society, and I saw the, the dog they were looking for me to take, which was a little chihuahua, and he was very cute. However, I wanted a female, and I'm looking around, and here's this real rugged, loudmouth, unruly dog that was with five other dogs, and he was pushing them all away. He's a little cross between a um, a lasso opso and a Yorkie. And I'm looking at him, and I said, what about him? And they said, oh, no, no, no. He came from a homeless guy, and this homeless guy couldn't take care of him anymore, so he relinquished him, and he came in with his hair almost four and a half inches beyond his body. So we shaved him off, and he has just been a real, real difficult little boy to handle. So I thought, well, I like that kind of a challenge, and I guess I'm one of those women that like those bad boys. So I said, well, let's go at the cage. I want to see how he is. Well, he jumped up on me and knocked me over into the fence, and he wouldn't let anybody near me. So he had a little bit of a control issue there. But I said, you know what? I'm going to take him. So I took him home, and he was not good on the leash. He was pulling all over, trying to bite the leash, trying to nip at my leg. I got him in the door. He lifted his leg five times, jumped up on the counter. I had a chicken on my counter. He could go from the floor up to the counter, knocked down the chicken, was going around all over the house, got into my garbage cans and everything. It was unbelievable. And that's our anchor reporter, Charlie? Yeah, that's Charlie. Wow. Well, you must have done a remarkable job with him. We worked very, very hard at it, and he has become the sweetest, the nicest, the cutest little boy you'd ever want to meet. And the story we tell everybody, which is his character story, is he lived in New Jersey. That's why he has the New Jersey accent, and he really does have crooked teeth. So he came from Jersey, but the reason he came to Arkansas with his dad was because the competition was just too much for him with Snooky and the situation in Jersey. So he wanted to come to an area where he knew he could be a big star. And that's what he is. He's the big star. The big star in uh, Arkansas. I think he sounds like he'll be a pretty big star everywhere. The heart of gold. I have to tell you that I'm on oxygen 24-7 and I have a heart condition and I got him as a assistance dog. So if I, I have a tendency to take my oxygen tube out and throw it on the ground and he's been trained now to bring that to me. And if I start coughing or if I'm having chest pains, he's right over at me with his nose right in my face. So he has become an assistance dog as well. So he's come from homeless to hero. Well, that's amazing. It just goes to show how remarkable these dogs are. And now I understand that some of the proceeds that are going to go to select animal shelters, you're going to donate to them. Is that that true? Yes, that's correct. We initially knew that we had to select some organization we've worked with. So I've worked with the Humane Society of the United States for a while, and we've asked them to identify the groups that they feel are very much in need. Also, Arlene Klein has worked with the Morris Foundation for 
many, many years, along with Betty White, which is a good friend of hers, and they look to find monies in different areas. So we felt that was good too. And Muttsville is another one because some of our canine community reporter parents are seniors like I am. And we know what it's like to be old and need to be taken care of. So we support them as well. We like to not see a senior dog go into a shelter. Well, that's interesting. Um, But if I'm involved in animal rescue and is it possible that my organization might be able to be selected by you? Absolutely. It's our intention to have uh, many partner organizations that provide pet-related products and services, and we realize that the supporters we have to the website will have their own favorite uh, rescue group that they'll want donations to go to. So with that in mind, we'll look at those organizations, and we've decided we want to concentrate on specific cases that there's really a need for immediate help. If you think of kicks starter in the pet area. There's one that's called uh, crowdfunding for animals. They concentrate on animals that need operations. They need something very specifically and the amounts of money might not be very much that they need, but it's something they need. We like to look at those situations where there's really a need immediately. Interesting, interesting. Well, you might want to take a look at Detroit because it sounds like uh, there's a crisis evolving there. And and I, since I wrote the article about the, I followed up on the Tribune article and wrote a little bit more focused one on on the animals up there. I've gotten some response, and uh, a lot of people in rescue area had no idea this was occurring. It's been, I think, very underreported. I totally agree. Well, these are things that there are no answers for because you would say, well, why isn't the Humane Society out there getting them? Why isn't the animal welfare groups going in there and helping them? It's almost like a Katrina disaster or we always have these questions. Why isn't somebody doing something about it? So I agree with you totally. It's totally nobody really is paying attention to it. Right, there hasn't been the focus. Speaking of Katrina, that brings something to the point. When there's a catastrophe or even every day around the world with all the human misery and suffering there is, how can you justify spending time, money, and resources advocating for animals? How can I personally justify it? Right. (laughs) Well, because they are family as well, and they bring us a great deal of delight, and they cannot take care of themselves. So they need us. We're supposed to be the intelligent ones, but it turns out that they end up being very smart and they help us. So it's a win-win situation. They are like children to us. Well, that's a good answer. I ask, and it's just not you, I ask all my guests that question because there are critics who will say, you know, what are you doing all that for cats or dogs or whatever? And and then why not humans? And uh, I think every advocate has had including you has had a really really good answer to to that and uh, I think it's very important that people understand it's not just about the animals it's about humans because if we don't act human to animals how can we act human to humans that's right that's that's absolutely right I also feel that most people don't really get their animals they don't understand 
what they're trying to say. So it's our hope that we'll be able to teach them how to understand the dog's body language, what the dog is saying. In other words, how to speak dog. What better way than to be able to communicate with your dog? I mean, we know that the dog is saying something. How do you instinctively know when your dog needs to go out? Do they go to the door? Do their ears perk up when you ask them a question? Are they understanding you? Yes, they are. So take that a little bit further and learn additional body language. So you can learn to understand what your dog is telling you. And they have to understand what you're trying to tell them. If they don't understand because you're yelling at them to come to you, why would somebody want to come to you if you're yelling at them? They'd want to run away from you, not to you. That's true. That's true. I mean, uh, you see so many people will, will act negatively to their dogs and say, well, this dummy never learns anything. Well, the dog certainly has learned something. He's learned how to avoid getting beaten. Now, about CCR, where can people go to learn more about canine community reporters in general? They can go to the canine community reporters news.com. And then they can select the Canine Community Reporter section, and that will give them an overview of, there's a section called, uh, what is a CCR? And then also the requirements to become a certified CCR. We really only want dedicated people that have the time and uh, the mental resources to be able to dedicate to the certified aspect of it. If they become certified, like Max is certified, then of course you have your press pass. Max has his press pass. He's got a driver's license. He's got a patch that says that he's a certified canine community reporter and have access to pet driver's license. That's not to say that others can't buy that, but once they are certified, then that becomes identifiable so that they are distinguished as canine community reporters that have been certified and been given and authorized to report on behalf of Picture Moment Pet Productions, the news in their area. I should tell you also that the benefit to this is if they're a certified canine community reporter and they're driving and they happen to get stopped by a cop, they just have to show their press pass and guess what? They don't get a ticket because this is how recognizable these canines are. <laughs> Almost like the uh, the pig driving the car in the ad, right? A yeah. cop didn't stop him because he was a pig because he had a light out. Well, the ultimate goal here is if you've seen any of the Subaru commercials and you see the dog in the back seat and the dog gets older and it grows up with the family, that's canine marketing to us. So with the canine marketing aspect of bringing dogs into the limelight, giving them a voice, dressing them as characters, dressing them as almost canine humans, and letting them speak their voice, ultimately we'll end up having them on our TV shows, through, which is a totally different subject, but that's where they'll be. Well, Kathy, uh, we're running out of time, and I want to thank you for being with us today. And we want to thank all our listeners for spending their valuable time with us. You're all fantastic. And a special thanks to Mark Winter, co-founder and executive producer of Pet Life Radio, and our sponsors for making this episode of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates possible. I'm Keith Sanderson, host and creator of Max A. Pooch's Awesome Animal Advocates, saying thank you to all those animal advocates who work so hard on behalf of those who can't speak for themselves. And Max A. Pooch gives them five big tail-wagging wolves. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.